Unconditional love. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's something we hear often, and it's easy enough to say and even to mean it. It's such a nice, compact idea that it's easy to understand. Why wouldn't you want to love your neighbor as you love yourself? Just thinking about it can conjure up blissful imagery of sitting in a comfortable chair in a beautiful backyard, the sun in the sky, a cold glass of lemonade in hand, chatting with your neighbor about various niceties. Back here in the real world, it seems that never happens. The reality is usually indifference or annoyance. We tend to ignore our neighbors until they do something that bothers us, like cutting down a tree we didn't want them to, letting their dog use our front lawn as their personal restroom, or not bothering to give us the electric bill that was accidentally put in their mailbox. Oh, neighbors. Let's explore the concept of unconditional love with your imaginary neighbor, Frank. Frank isn't always the easiest person to get along with. Frank is, frankly, a bit of a handful. Just in the last month, he's done so many annoying things. First, he parked blocking the driveway, so now you're stuck in the house until he decides it's time to move or you go knock on his door. Then, he didn't mention that he'd be having a party with a few hundred of his closest friends who think leaving plastic cups on your lawn is no problem. Oh, and he chose 6 a.m. to mow the lawn, using a lawnmower that sounds like it hasn't been serviced since 1923. And he blasted music outside after midnight so everyone could hear it, and then he connected to your Wi-Fi and has been using it like it was a free service at the local library. Oh, Frank, what a guy. Socrates once said, those who are hardest to love are the ones who need it most. So how could you ever love a guy like Frank? Some of the examples are a bit extreme, or maybe not, but they all can illustrate how difficult it is to love your neighbor, and as you'll see in a minute, also how it's possible to find ways to love them anyway. Unconditional love is powerful. It can change people's attitudes, behaviors, and feelings. And it will also change your own life for the better as you focus on the positive and experience the benefits of a better attitude. Ram Das once said, Unconditional love really exists in each of us. It's part of our deep inner being. It's not so much an active emotion as it is a state of being. It's not, I love you for this or that reason. Not, I love you if you love me. It's love for no reason. Love without object. The first step, non-judgment. If you want to practice loving your neighbor as yourself, the first thing to do is look at any troublesome situation from a different perspective. If you've been practicing non-judgment, you already know that it's impossible to know where someone else is coming from. People are all caught up in their own worlds. Realizing that is the first step in not judging them, and not judging them is the first step to loving them. So let's give Frank the benefit of the doubt. Let's start with the idea that Frank doesn't have nefarious intentions. From there, you can reframe those troublesome situations. So he parked blocking the driveway. Maybe Frank had an emergency. Did he need to move his car to make space for someone else in his driveway? Maybe someone in his family was hurt and he needed to help them in a hurry. Then there was the crazy party that left a mess on your lawn. First, 
Good for Frank that he has so many friends. It's too bad, though, that some of his friends aren't respectful. Maybe he doesn't know that they're littering on your lawn. You could just let him enjoy the rest of the evening and ask him tomorrow to help with the cleanup. The early morning lawn mowing with the loudest mower you've ever heard? Maybe it's the only time Frank has to handle his home maintenance chores. You've got a riding mower. Maybe you could offer to mow his lawn at the same time you do yours. And in turn, he could feed your cat while you're away for the weekend. The loud music outside while you're trying to sleep? Maybe Frank doesn't know how loud it is, and simply asking him to keep it down or inside after midnight would solve the issue. If it was a one-time thing, maybe he was just celebrating something special, and you can smile thinking about his exuberance. Oh, and using your Wi-Fi like you're running a free service? Maybe Frank can't afford Wi-Fi. Maybe you could just ask him to split the bill with you in the future. Sure, we're giving Frank a long leash in these examples, but that's the point. Giving other people the benefit of the doubt doesn't let them off the hook for their actions, but it allows you to reframe the situation, and in doing so, gives you reasons to be understanding. Consider this. Have you ever done something that was perceived by someone else as mean or negative, even if it wasn't intended that way? Probably. It's hard to always know how your actions will be perceived. Most of the time, you're just going through life, doing what you need to do, and not even thinking about how those actions are affecting people around us. Remember, other people are in the same boat. What is best is to always proceed with kindness. When you start from the assumption that others are doing the best they can at the moment, we can all begin to understand that everyone is in the same position, and then we can begin to love our neighbors as we do ourselves. Maybe Frank just found out he's cancer-free and he's having a party to celebrate. Or, honestly, maybe Frank is just being a jerk. Either way, approaching a situation with your neighbor or any person in general with negativity will never help fix the problem. It will only bring more negativity. Elizabeth Ross once said, I think modern medicine has become like a prophet offering a life free of pain. It's nonsense. The only thing I know that truly heals people is unconditional love. By approaching Frank with love and the intention to find a solution to an issue without negativity, there's a better chance of finding an answer and understanding him better. Unconditional love won't clean up the party cups on the lawn, but a simple act of understanding may help Frank grow. Imagine Frank watching you clean up the lawn after his rager of a party. He probably wouldn't feel great about that. If it was brought to his attention without accusation or mean attitudes, it gives him the chance to evaluate his behavior for himself, and perhaps Frank will do better next time. Life is not fair. When we're kids, we learn about the concept of fairness. It's an important idea when we're learning how to share. But when we bring that concept into our adult lives and interactions with each other, it can leave us with the need to right wrongs and get back at people based on our perceived fairness quotient, instead of accepting that life is rarely fair, and we can get a lot further in our personal growth when we choose kindness instead of fairness. Life is not fair, but love as if it was. Chris Jami once said, 
Love does not dwell on how much one receives in return. If there's ever any balance in love, it's in a contest of who can love more. If we don't like the way we're feeling, why would we ever want someone else to feel that way? Even for a second, there is a better way. Respond, not react. If someone's behavior is causing difficulty, here are some tips in responding with love. First, do not react immediately and rashly. Second, breathe and reset yourself with a sense of calm. Third, think about what might cause you to act in the way that you're seeing them behave, and remember, you don't know their situation. Very young children let their immediate emotions dictate their behavior. As they grow, we help them learn to understand and control their emotions and understand that it's not always appropriate to let the first flash of emotion determine actions. So why then do we, as adults, go back to letting our immediate emotions sometimes dictate our behavior? We should all strive to lead by example, do the right thing, and it's likely that the person who offended us will realize later they acted inappropriately. It may not happen immediately, within a few days, or even within a few months. But by having faith in humanity and understanding that the other person will sooner or later come to the conclusion that their poor behavior didn't have any real benefit, we'll be able to move on with love and compassion in our hearts rather than holding on to the feeling of being wronged. Like we said, Frank simply might be a jerk, but by acting generously and compassionately towards him, he may soon see that he would prefer to live in that way too. Valerie Jarrett once said, I was very lucky. I grew up with two parents who loved each other and gave me unconditional love. They set high expectations for me, and they gave me an infinite amount of support. So I stand on their shoulders. I follow their example in every way. Our job as human beings is to love our neighbors in every circumstance the best we can. Here are some questions to ask as you work on loving people just a bit more every day. How can I help? How can I show compassion? How can I demonstrate my love? It's easy to get caught up in the stress of everyday life and react from a place of frustration. The more you practice stepping back and thinking about the possible reasons for people's behavior that don't necessarily have anything to do with you, the easier it will be to take a breath and default to responding from a place of love. Conclusion Love can be both the easiest thing in the world and the hardest at the exact same time. It's very difficult in a moment of anger or frustration to step back and respond with kindness, especially when you feel like you're being attacked. By flexing your compassion muscles, it'll become more natural and eventually it'll be second nature. You'll have so much more love in your life, you'll find yourself achieving things you never thought possible. One important thing to remember We've been talking about loving your neighbor as yourself. So be sure that you take some time to love yourself, really. As you're starting on this journey toward unconditional love, it's only natural to mess up and react poorly sometimes. Don't beat yourself up about it. You wouldn't do that to someone else. You'd feel compassion and love for them instead, right? So be kind to yourself. And even when you react in a way you regret later, and use that moment, use it as a lesson 
and a chance to do better next time. Not only will this help you put your best foot forward, it'll ultimately help you understand better what makes all of us tick. When we treat others the way we want to be treated, it will circle back to us. And when we make a mistake or slip up and act out of anger or carelessness instead of love, we will be forgiven. Alan Rufus once said, Life is a game of chess. To win, you have to make a move. Knowing which move to make comes with insight and knowledge. And learning the lessons that are accumulated along the way, we become each and every piece within the game. And that game is called life. Maintaining a positive outlook by believing that all of our neighbors are simply doing the best they can with the pieces they've been given and the knowledge they've accumulated along the way gives you the ability to be your best self and in turn help other people be their best selves. So before you rant to your friends about your awful neighbor Frank, consider what kind of action you could take instead. Something considerate. Maybe you'll end up with an invite to that party. And you'll find that there's a garbage can outside for those plastic cups so they don't end up on your lawn. www.happy.one Your entertaining journey to becoming happier, healthier, and wealthier.